the Bible Study Podcast, episode 360. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 18. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to skip over Psalm 17, which has a familiar theme of David calling out for help to God because he is blameless. But we're going to deal with Psalm 18, where David talks about God who has come to his aid, who has delivered him. It's a longer psalm, so we're going to be reading a little more today. Starting in verse 1, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. One thing that I liked about this particular psalm is that David is looking at the situation that he has been praying for, that he's been praying for in many of the other psalms, but he's looking at it from the other side after God has intervened. And if you look at David's life, the number of times that Saul, for instance, was trying to kill him, or Absalom was trying to kill him, or the enemies of Israel were trying to kill David, there were many times that this psalm would fit in, so we don't know exactly when it is, or not yet, at least from the words that we've had so far. But we get that David felt like he was being pulled down to death. The cords of the grave coiled around me, I thought was just an evocative phrase here. He could just feel the grave pulling him down. It's like some bad zombie movie. But he is praising the God who has saved him, past tense. I called to God who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved. My God, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Now, those are interesting different phrases there. I like to look at all of them. My rock is that thing that I stand on that is solid, the thing that I stand on that gives strength to the house, the thing that I stand on that grounds me. My fortress, the place where you go when you're in times of trouble, Where David goes is he goes to God. He goes to God and he goes in prayer. And that is what keeps him safe when he feels like all the world around him is assaulting him. And in David's case, that's quite often true. It isn't just that someone said a cross word to him, but they're really trying to kill him. But God is also our fortress, the place to go in times of trouble. And my deliverer, not just the safe place to go, but the one who came in to get me, my lifeguard, my savior, the one who came to rescue me, my rescuer, not just the one who stayed safely behind the walls, but the one who reached out and came into the situation where I found myself. And I think that's important because as we are called to be like God, as we are called to be like Jesus, I think that sometimes means we are also called to reach into difficult situations and grab hold of people who are in trouble and pull them out. Continuing on, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth 
trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him. The dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he routed them. The valleys of the seas were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. This is just a wonderful, evocative, poetic version of what David saw. And what he saw was a God who was intervening for the one he loved and was zealous and was powerful. And how the words of power come across in those particular verses. Trembling and earthquakes and lightning and wind and clouds and fire. David is not just picturing a Sunday school Jesus here. David is not just picturing a Sunday school God who is just our friend, but a powerful and mighty God who is the creator and redeemer and savior, the one who protects his people, the one who reaches into difficult situations, who is not afraid of the enemy and comes to save. Continuing on, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I am not guilty of turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him, and I have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. And again, every time I read a Psalm of David and I get one of this set of verses, I think that this is David before Bathsheba. This is David before he has blood on his hands. And we see in other verses, as David is on the other side of that, a slightly different picture of God. A God who saves perhaps because of his righteousness, not because of David's. But David is someone who has been faithful to God. And so as he looks at this, he says, God delights in me. And I think that's true. And I think that God delights in you as well. And sometimes even I think God delights in me. That God made you wonderfully. He did good work. And as he looks at you, he loves you. And he loves you in the same way that picture that David just drew is the parent who is coming to the aid of a child. And someone is about to harm that child. And just think what that parent would be like. That parent that swoops in in anger in protecting in a protecting love of this child and that's the god that david depicts except that much 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 more powerful to the faithful you show yourself faithful to the blameless you show yourself blameless to the pure you show yourself pure but to the devious you show yourself shrewd 
You save the humble and bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. I like the way that David puts it because it's a very practical thing. It's not just that I can sit here and take it. David is taking the fight to the enemy. David is saying that there is a place that he needs to go and that with God's help he can get there. Even if a troop of enemy soldiers stands between him, even if there's a wall there that needs to be scaled. Even if the whole world seems surrounded in darkness, God brings into it light. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him, for who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. And your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. This is the section of Psalms that was turned into a poetic series of books that I read when I was a kid, probably a teenager, that was Hind's Feet in High Places, that you give me the feet of a deer. A deer who can walk in places that look impossible to us. Have you ever seen a deer or a mountain goat standing on the side of a mountain in a place that doesn't look like there's a place to stand? He makes us sure-footed, is what David is saying. He makes us strong, and he sustains us. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so they could not rise. They fell before my feet. You armed me with the strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as wind-blown dust. I trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations. People I did not know now serve me. Foreigners cower before me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. And this is something that happened to David. David, who was raised up from being a shepherd boy to being the king, describes how people he didn't know now serve him. But he also talks about pursuing his foes. Now, that's something that seems very Old Testament, doesn't it? The pursuit of the foe. Do we have a foe like that? And yet we are told that we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of darkness against the powers and the principalities and all of those things that are the devil and his works. And it also says of the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, gates are made as defense. And so to say they will not prevail is saying that the church is on offense, that the church is doing as David described. It is going after the evil one and putting his troops to flight. We do that when we stand for truth. We do that when we intervene and pull people out of those desperate situations. We do that when we arm as prayer warriors. We do that when we go into dark places with the light of Christ. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. 
Exalted be God, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man you rescued me. Therefore I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. And of course, as I read those last verses, I have to remember the son of David. I have to remember the anointed one, the Christ, is another word for that. His king who he gives great victories. And he gives great victories to that king, the king of all kings, in your life and in mine, through your life and through mine. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And I've been asking people to leave a comment. Here's a question for you. Where do you listen to the Bible Study Podcast? Why not leave that as a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com? And as always, thanks so much for listening. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.